Knight's Talking Real Estate, brought to you by Domain. Download the app today and find your way home with Domain. Every Monday night, we try and take the temperature of the real estate market tonight. Uh, we're joined again by Peter O'Malley from Harris Partners. Good evening to you, Pete. Uh, good to chat, John. Yeah. Now, let's just look at the clearances again, because I guess the, we had the first of the Super Saturdays of, of the year. So how did it look? Uh, very interesting day. There were 1,007 auctions scheduled, John. Um, before the big day, 145 were withdrawn. So that's a clean 14%. Didn't even make it to the big day. Um, of those that went to auction, 110 passed in on the known results. So um, of the on the clearance rate of the results that are known at the time of going to air, it was a 67% clearance rate, which is pretty healthy. And that's uh, 517 sales on 772 results reported. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I see Melbourne had over 1,200 and Brisbane, and this is what we, you know, we, we always have this contrast, don't we? Because Brisbane had 101 and cleared 51%. But uh, is there a reason why Brisbane and Queensland doesn't have as many auctions as the southern states? Uh, there's a different strategy there around the underquoting and the pricing, which has kind of been a, um, uh, a turn-off for the auction system, you might say, John. Um, with an auction property, the real estate agent is not allowed to display any sort of a price guide. It's up to the purchaser to make their own mind up as to where they think the property will sell. Right, okay. And that's the Queensland government's way of managing the underquoting issue. And underquoting, unfortunately, does play a big role in many auction campaigns as the agent are trying to attract people into the bidding process. Um, so the Queensland government have implement, implemented a measure that allow agents to still do auctions but don't give them the ability to mislead consumers in the process. Yeah, just on uh, auctions, because I, well, I haven't been, an auction, been involved in an auction for decades now, when a place is, is for sale by auction, uh, is is it worth having a crack before the auction, making an offer if you think you can get it? Absolutely it is, John. I always tell people that ask my advice, should we attend the auction, which we don't really want to do, or make a bid beforehand? I, my advice to people in that situation is just because the vendor wants to go to auction doesn't mean you have to. And what you'll find with many vendors, John, is the real estate agent has talked them into going to auction. The vendor just wants to sell their property for a fair price. And if you're a fair-minded buyer and you make a fair a fair offer, you might find in this environment, which is not quite as strong as what it was last year, that your pre-auction bid will be accepted. Can I say that um, last weekend there were more properties that sold prior to auction yeah. than actually sold under the hammer on the day? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, I'm assuming as an agent, if someone says, "Look, we've got a pretty good offer here," we'll put it to the uh, we'll put it to the vendor. But if other people have expressed interest and they've taken out contracts, do you then go to them and say, "Look, you should know this is what's happening," to give them a chance as well? Yeah, that's your duty, fiduciary duty to do so. Yes. So uh, let's say you've got a price guide of nine fifty. Um, you think you might have a reserve of a million dollars on it. Uh, and someone offers a million and twenty-five. As a real estate agent, the first thing you need to say to your vendor is for me to get a higher price for you on auction day. I need a second buyer now that's prepared to pay a million and twenty-five, and I'm not sure that I've got that buyer. Why don't I scan the rest of the buying list, see if there's someone that's prepared to compete with this offer, 
And if there's not, you're better off grabbing the money whilst it's on the table because, as we've just said, with a 67% clearance rate, that is one in three properties are failing to clear on the day. Yeah, and if you scan the the papers, certainly every Monday, there's always analyses of where uh, the market is going. The market seems to be softening, but you've picked up a few little signs, haven't you? I certainly have, John. The top end is dragging the clearance rate up. So I watched the, um, the, the the early reports that come in on a Saturday afternoon about what's been happening around town. The big one on the weekend was a $9 million sale of a 265-square-metre block in Paddington. And everyone, you know, has a sense of the property markets going wild. But let me tell you that in Chifley, for example, the clearance rate was zero out of three. In Chippendale, the clearance rate was zero out of four. In Croydon, the clearance rate was one out of five. So there's pockets of weakness around the city, mm. whether it be generic apartments in high rises or uh, or, the, or what we might call the mortgage belt being under pressure, as the as the you know the, the mortgage cliff takes hold here for for many households. So we can't look at the Paddington market or the Bondi Beach market and jump to the conclusion that that represents what's happening across the city because it's certainly not. Just on the Paddington one, because I, I saw it was the padding. How much was the Paddington one sold for? $9 million. Because I saw that, and because I saw the story, and I know the street, so you're telling me it went for $9 million, what, 265 square metres, is that right? That's right, yes. Wow. Yeah. So very, extremely strong results, and um, you know we service the Inner West, and if, if I'm talking about the strong sales that I've seen in the Inner West this year, John, they've all been sales $3.5 million plus. Wow. It is much stronger at that end of the market. Than, than, than what it is in the sort of uh, 800,000 to, to 2 million range. I'm, I'm loath to even raise this because every week the conversation's about different strategies to generate more and more houses and increased supply. You would look at this closely. What is your thought on what you're seeing from government and whether it's practical? I think Chris Min's agenda is too aspirational and I don't think he's going to get up on it. Um, you can quote me on that, I guess. <laughs> this is in New um, South Wales he where he's trying to get more and more apartments built, isn't he? That's right, and high, higher density in the inner city and he's going to meet fierce resistance from communities and local councils. Um, it's it's a noble uh, agenda, but I can't see it practically coming up. And what frustrates me about that, John, is that there's developers of the medium to small size that are just trying to get small unit blocks up, little townhouse developments, conversions up that turn a double-fronted home into two two semis or duplexes, if mm. you like, and they meet fierce resistance from the council and they end up having to go to land and environment court to get their approval. So until lo- local councils get on board with the need for more uh, dwellings, I think we're going to struggle to get the supply that we need the government need to ask themselves, do we want to continue pushing the same amount of people into the major capital cities, being Sydney and Melbourne, as, as what we're doing at the moment as well? Yeah, of course, Brisbane goes into that category as well with the Olympics coming up in southeast Queensland as well. Just one final one. In this conversation, and this is happening all over the country, you do hear a lot of conversation about getting involved in an apartment which then puts you into a strata situation where a lot of what you do is subject to the strata committee and various strata rules and even the fact you, you could even be have the, the whole place sold out from under you if enough people want to sell. Uh, do you hear much of that pushback from people? 
the buy, that's that's reading the bylaws before you buy in, John. It tends to be um, older units on large blocks where the owners will collectively say, if we all if we all collectively decide to sell out here, yep. we'll all get a higher price individually than than if we sold individually. Of course, um, and that and that makes a lot of sense when we're trying to get. Uh, uh, higher yield out of the land in our yep. inner city. Yep. Um, but if you are someone who is buying in a new building, and uh, I looked at something in Mortlake for a client last week, and um, the building commissioner, David Chandler, had gone over the development with a fine tooth comb, John, and he uh, issued this massive rectification order mm. um, over the particular apartment complex, which wouldn't necessarily have been picked up in the strata minutes. Yep. Um, but I must say, he was really, really tough on the developer there. And I just, uh, I just said to myself, it's about time that we're seeing this sort of oversight on shoddy building. That's very, very good. As always, great to catch up with you, Peter, and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Thank you, John.